Hello everyone and welcome back to See the Sunrise. This is season two and episode seven. Seeing the sunrise is about seeing Christ in your everyday situations. In Jeremiah 33 and three, the Lord spoke to Jeremiah while he was in prison and he said to him, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Seeing the sunrise is an opportunity to see what God is doing behind the scenes. And sometimes his presence is not keenly evident, but he is there. All we need to do is look for him. This week marked the beginning of the 2021 Lenten season. Every year, in excess of a billion Christians observe Lent, but that number does not include all Christians. For six weeks, those that do submit themselves to a period of self-examination and reflection they put their focus on Christ and seek to do and desire uh, what he wants. They fast, they sacrifice, and they pray. This may not seem like a big deal, but it is a big deal to those who use creature comforts to quiet their uneasiness. Society often preaches self-care, but there is a tendency to forget that the spirit and the body are in need of care. When it comes to matters of the spirit, Jesus asks us to forsake ourselves, to give up our desire and fulfill his desire. The thought of not having what you want creates anxiety and emotional discomfort, but Jesus isn't asking us to give up our desire without replacing it with something far more worthwhile, something that is more satisfying, and it's called contentment. When you get away from the things that pull at you or the, the things that seek to define you, the temporal pleasures, you'll find that those things were only masking what true contentment really means. In the book of Matthew in chapter 19 and verses 16 through 22, there's a story of a rich young ruler. This man had everything and anything that money could buy, but yet he lacked something, the assurance of eternal life. Now you may or may not have heard this story, but I want you to see some things here. But first, let me share those few verses with you. Now behold, one came and said to him, good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life. So he said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one, and that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? And Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. If you examine this story, you're going to find that of everything this man had, there was one thing he didn't have and he sought it by going to Jesus. He doesn't acknowledge that Jesus, he doesn't acknowledge Jesus's divine role. But in his conversation with Christ, he does acknowledge Jesus as a good teacher. In all of his wealth, he did not yet understand that Jesus wasn't just a good teacher. In fact, even Jesus said, no one is good but one, and that is God. Apparently, he had seen or heard Jesus speak and considered him an expert on the matter that concerned him. So instead of inquiring as to why Jesus corrected him of being good, this young ruler went on to Jesus's second statement, which was keep the commandments. And Jesus shared a portion of those commandments with him, agreeing that he had been faithful to the commandments, even from the time of his youth and then asked 
Christ, what else did he need to do? What did he lack? You can be so concerned sometimes about what you want that you miss a deeper need. Don't miss this. Although this man had great wealth, there was obviously a sense or feeling of incompleteness. He was being asked to give up what defined him, his money. He was asked to give that up to gain what was more important than his money. Denials, sacrifice, it creates a sense of sadness and longing. Instead of having a longing fulfilled, this young, rich, young ruler chose to live in indulgence in wealth. It would only last during his lifetime, however long that would be, but he was forfeiting the opportunity to live in the present and in eternity in peace and contentment with God. This man wasn't in denial. He was fully aware of what he would lose, but he chose creature comfort that would soon pass away. This Lenten season and period of denying self and sacrifice is not a time to be somber. We know what we have in Christ. This time instead is an opportunity to experience more of him, not less. It's a time of embracing the fullness of his spirit, which is often neglected when caught up in the humdrum of daily life. The rich young ruler was looking for a cookie cutter or a recipe, if you will, of how he could obtain the one thing he didn't have. But he was unwilling to pay the cost of having that one thing that was far greater worth than anything he could ever possess. In Mark chapter 8 and verse 36, we hear, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world but lose his soul? So let me get back to where I started in this podcast. Pulling away to reconnect with the source of life, the one who breathes into us, the one who created all things, the one who promises eternal life. When you give up something, you often will replace it with something else. Some give up Facebook because it's consuming too much of their time and sucking the life out of them, telling them you need this or you need that. You can arbitrarily search an item on Google, for example, just for the sake of inquiry. And then before you know it, Facebook is putting up ads on your site as if to suggest you need this. It's waiting for you. You left something in your cart. These ads are as pesky as those ongoing robocalls about car, your car warranty is about to expire. <laughs> you can block the calls, but they keep calling from a different number. You can hide the ads, but another one with similar content will pop up shortly after. Ask yourself, what are your affections? If clothes or shoes are not a big deal to you, you won't be easily enticed by clothing or shoe ads. However, for example, if cars are your thing, you'll see that one pretty shiny vehicle and all of a sudden something inside of you says, I've got to have it. During Lenten season, you've been asked to strengthen your relationship with Christ by deliberately seeking him. If you began Lent with a fast, then you already realize that man does not live by bread alone. Maybe it wasn't food you fasted like chocolate or sugar or coffee. Maybe it was television or social media, whatever is special to you. That, that thing that you've used as a substitute for growing closer to Christ. I recall one year I gave up coffee. Coffee was my go-to after a workout, but coffee meant more than, to me than a hot drink. It meant pleasure. I know you're hearing it in my voice, right? Satisfaction. Just smelling it just did something to me, and the thought of not having it for six weeks overwhelmed me. However, after a while, I realized that coffee didn't have that same pull. I found a strength that lived inside of me that let me know that I didn't need coffee 
I desire coffee, but I needed God. Fasting puts a focus on God because it takes God's, it takes a God kind of strength to deny oneself the things that brings pleasure. It's also a reminder and opportunity to reflect on the magnitude and the depth of the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. Another way to strengthen your relationship with Christ is by adding things that influence knowing him, like incorporating daily prayers or spending quiet time in meditation. It could be just sitting in a park or anything that causes you to pause and experience the spirit of God all around you. You might want to schedule it. When you schedule it and having your phone or your alarm go off, that might be a good prompting of the time that you're going to set aside to spend with Christ. The bottom line is this. There is nothing of greater worth or of greater value than building an intimate relationship with Christ. It far outlasts a season and can change you for a lifetime. Push away from your desk. Move away from the table. Put down those mindless magazines and find a place and a time to commune with God. You and him, he and you. This doesn't only have to be done in solitude. We were made for relationship, for community. And God is not asking us to become monks or live in monasteries. But what he is asking is for us to take some time to pull away, to reconnect, to reflect on the most important things of life. In this last year, if it's taught us anything, it's taught us that you can't depend on the things you once did. There are people who were here with us in 2020 or even in the beginning of 2021, and they are no longer with us. I dare say that if you ask them, if you could, they would tell you that there are some things that are more important than the things we chase after. Use this time as a way of growing in a deeper relationship and knowledge of Christ to know him, to know his power, and to know his peace. Sacrifice isn't all bad, especially when you know that the returns are eternal. Until next time, God bless you, and be sure to look for the sunrise.